Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Idle Chatter. I'm your host, Ray Bohax, the Hot Rod Farmer, and this is not going to be a regular Idle Chatter, even though I said last week that it was going to be. Ever since the inception of my Idle Chatter podcast back in October of 2018, I always, well, I felt that I wanted to do a New Year's wish for you, my listeners, and I historically have done that independently of idle chatter and then what i i have had that drop on new year's day and then i even last week i said yeah that's what i'm going to do i said i may have a drop on uh the day before the 31st of december whatever day of the week there well i guess that would be on saturday so and then i was thinking about it and my heart was moved to not do that and to and in lieu of that to do it as a regular idle chatter episode and have it drop on wednesday and if you know if you what's great about a podcast is you can listen to whatever you whenever you want so it's not really important that it drops on wednesday but what i did want to do is try to give it a little bit of a heads up or uh as an entree into the end of 2022 and the beginning of 2023 so I'm trying something different this year, and hopefully you don't mind the next week, the first week in 2023, which is hard to believe that we're there already, is that we'll go back to a regular idle chatter, and everything goes back to normal, as, as almost everyone's life does after the new year begins, right? We have that wonderful, blessed week between Christmas and New Year's to reflect and get together with family and friends and hopefully do uh look at things introspectively which actually starts around thanksgiving time and it's that build up to it in the crescendo with the beginning of the new year i have never been a new year's person i've been a new i mean i've never been a new year's eve person i should say i've never gone to a new year's eve party or anything in my life nor do i think i ever will no disrespect for somebody who likes to do that but i always like to, to go to bed very early I shouldn't say always, probably for the past my adult life. Because I, when I was, a, I mean, when I was a little kid or a younger kid, we, my family never did, did anything on New Year's Eve. It was just another day. But um, and then I had you know longed for maybe going to a party or doing something as I got older. And then I quickly saw that when I did get old enough to do that, I never wanted to go anyway. So I like to always start the new year off, get up early in the morning, maybe even a little bit earlier than I normally do. And when people are hungover or tired or out of sequence, that I could start the new year uh, with my feet firmly planted on the ground with excitement. And uh, so that's just what I like to do. Now, the thing is that what I will be, for full disclosure, because that's what we're about over here, is I will say up front that this episode of Idle Chatter is not for everyone. Because I am going to be talking about things that some people may not want to hear. And I fully understand and I respect that. So at this particular point, you may choose to exit out of the show and just come back next week when I and I will welcome you back next week or you continue to listen. And what I can say is that if you do choose to listen... You may not want to listen to it all the way through. You may just want to like stip, stick your toe in the water and then say, I'm out of here later on. And hopefully that is not the case. But if you do choose to listen, I think that, that the desire for you to listen came from the good Lord speaking to your heart. It's nothing that I am doing. It's the good Lord speaking to your heart. And so if you are continuing to listen to this episode and listening it all the way through, then I want you to know no matter what your faith is or isn't or what level your faith is, is that that the Holy Ghost has spoken to your heart and, and, and put it on you to uh, continue to listen to the words that are not coming, that are coming from my mouth, but are not of me. So if that makes any sense. And if you walk with the Lord, that you will know what I am talking about. So with that, with that caveat attached, and the exit ramp, right? the, egg, the, the, the exit door uh, clearly um, clearly marked for you to get out of here. If this is not what you want to hear, then I will go on. And I want to thank you all those that are staying 
listening and, and tuned in. I keep saying tuned in, but it's really it's not a radio show, so you don't really tune it in, right? So so that is that. You know, in in life, and and I'm in no position to tell you anything about life. And I certainly recognize that so many times people today, I'm like, you go to, my wife goes to a hairdresser or a nail salon, and uh, and I obviously go to a barber shop. I don't go to a nail salon or hairdresser. And, uh, you know, it almost seems the psychology of those people, and my wife says, I, she hates when I say those people. I mean people in that community, let's put it that way, okay? Or they have you captive, they <laughs> you in this chair, and, uh, excuse me, and they usually, for the most part, are very opinionated. Now, now, if somebody's listening and they're in that profession or somebody that they love is in their profession, then please forgive me, so I'm not going to paint everybody with the same brush. But historically, they're very, very opinionated. And uh, and I think it's because they have you in this chair and they have you captive and you can't go anyplace. And they just, and they, but they, uh, just uh, whatever, sometimes lambaste you with their thought process. That's not what this is about. I have never been that way. You listen to idle chatter, you tune into idle chatter to hopefully learn something more about machinery, about engines, about hydraulic systems, what have you. But this is not what this episode is about today, because I'm in no position to tell anybody how to lead their life. I'm in no position to tell anybody what to believe or what not to believe. But, you know, when we go to a seminar, so let's say if I go to an agronomy seminar, you listen to Idle Chatter, right? Or you listen to my radio show, one of one of one of those, right? Then you're hoping to glean some information, and you're hoping to glean an insight into something that you may not, that you may be very knowledgeable on, and take a different twist on it. But you're hoping to glean something from it, and uh, and you know, and also glean from someone's experience. For instance. If and I'll, I won't use myself as an example because that's not Christian. Is that so? If I go to a, an agronomy seminar and I'm hoping to be able to get some the experience that somebody has uh, to, or, or let me put it this way, benefit from their experience. So if they stand up and say, and "I'm making this up," so uh, stand up and say, "Well, you know." Uh, if you put this much boron on sweet corn, you're going to have boron toxicity and it's going to die. Because I did that, you know, and they're saying, I did that once, I put this much boron on and then everything died in the field. So you're learning from their experience. Within the Christian community, if you're not of that community, which is fine, that's 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 no issues whatsoever, is that you, you go to a church and if you go and if you attend the church, they'll say, we have a guest speaker. And or sometimes they'll say we have somebody who's going to, and it may not be a guest speaker, maybe somebody in a congregation or whatever. And they say that they're going to they're going to provide a witness, so they're going to provide a testimony. And from a from a secular sense, a witness or a testimony, you say, well, here's a witness. They're going into court, and you're saying, yes, I saw him shoot the man. All right, so you're witnessing. Oh, I saw the car run through the red light, and then. We use then we also use the word in the legal sense testimony, right? That I'm going to make that you're going to make a sworn testimony that what you what you're doing is what you're saying is the truth. So when so in our subconscious when we heard witness here witness and testimony, then those are the things that we think of it within the Christian community. When you hear witness or testimony, it's someone talking about how they experienced God in their life. So, uh, and oftentimes, when you, if they you go to a church and they're going to have some sort of guest speaker, you know, people say, "Oh, you got to come to churches." The, the pastor or the minister say, "You got to come to churches Wednesday night. We're going to have this. We're going to have this wonderful testimony. This this wonderful witness." And uh, and then the congregation is buzzing around. Mm, what did the guy do? What did he do? Was he in jail? Was he an axe murderer? <laughs> what was he? And you know, and the thing is that, sadly. So many times within the church community, people want to have somebody come up there and say, "To be, I'm being ridiculous to, uh, to just to drive my point across. And then somebody stand up and say, well, you know, I was an axe murderer, and this is what I did, and then I found the Lord, and I'm no longer an axe murderer. Well, that may very well be the case. But if you're an axe murderer, you belong in prison or the electric chair, because the good Lord basically tells us that he forgives our sins, and that's what Christmas is about, right? Only a week ago, the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ, that he forgives our sins, 
but he doesn't take away the penalties on earth of our sins. So we still have to suffer the consequences of our action. But sadly in life is that that few people want this drama, and the church community, excuse me, is so rooted in this drama, they want to have this. They don't, they don't want to hear a testimony for the most part, and I'm not saying you could stand up in the congregation and give your testimony or your witness or what have you, and uh, not in every church, but but you say, well, I'm Joe, and I'm a truck driver, and this is what happened, or whatever, and you know, everybody, oh, yeah, fine, if they know you, they clap, and it goes through, so people want drama. Well, I don't have any drama in my life, but I do have a testimony or a witness of how God worked in my life, and I'm not really... I don't plan on sharing with that with you today for no particular reason because I don't want this this podcast to go on forever and ever and you and if you listen to me you know that I'm very 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 long-winded. So what I'm basically going to do is I'm going to ask you to um be introspective. I think that's what and I think I know. Whenever I say think, that means I that I feel very confident about it. So that's a it's a um, a bad term that I use because it doesn't give any credibility or any confidence to it. But I I know in my heart that when when anybody, myself included, looks introspectively, then we we can move forward and we could better our life. And I'm, what I'm going to ask you to do is, if you are a Christian to look introspectively after you listen to this show and see what you could do to be a better Christian. And I'm not implying that you're not a good Christian, but we all fall short of the mark of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And if you are not a Christian, then I ask you to entertain the thought, and maybe that's not even a, a, a proper word to use, to entertain the thought, to acknowledge our Father in heaven and his Son, Jesus Christ, and at one particular point in your life, turn it over to Jesus. And I can tell you that uh, I I always believed in God. I've always saw God in his creation. I saw his. I saw God in animals and what have you. But I was just like somebody. So well, I know that's the guy that lives down the road. I know he's really a good farmer over there, and his you know, his fields look good, real good. His crops look good. His cows look good. But I didn't know the Lord. And then many years ago, well, nineteen eighty-seven. I'll tell you exactly. Is that I came to give my heart to the Lord and what some people in the community call be born again. And that's what the scriptures say. You're born again because the old person, the old man, the old woman dies and you become a new person in Christ with the Holy Ghost living inside of you. Now, that may be too much for somebody right now. All right, and I fully understand that because at that particular point, prior to October 1987, I don't remember the date, but I remember the month and the year, is that that would have been too much for me also. But the very the, the other day, I got a, a, a very nice Christmas gift, and I'm, I don't, I really don't, need, I don't like receiving gifts. I love giving, I don't like receiving. But anyway, so I got a very nice Christmas gift, and one from my web uh, guru, art director. Her title is art director, and I keep calling her art. I don't even want to call her Sue. Sue Moore. You know, I speak about her many times, and and uh, she was recently in New Zealand. And when she was in New Zealand, she actually stumbled across with her husband to the motorcycle collection of Bert Monroe. And Bert Monroe, ninety nine percent of the world doesn't know who he is just like i didn't know who he was and they made a movie about him called the world's fastest indian and he was a gentleman from new zealand that had dogged dogged determination uh he loved his motorcycle his indian motorcycle he would make his own pistons for it and and then in the 1960s he traveled to the united states His, his dream was to go and the Bonneville Salt Flats and try to see how fast his Indian motorcycle could go and hopefully set a record. He was much older in life when this when this occurred. And if you haven't seen that movie, it's a wonderful, wonderful movie. It's not a movie about motorcycles. 
It's not a movie about engines, about pistons, about racing. It's a movie about passion and determination. And uh, and also, it's a very very clean movie, so your children could watch it. There's only there's only a couple of elements of it that I feel that that really brought no value to it, and they could have they could have uh, they could have just exited from or chopped it out of the movie. I don't even know why they, but it's not bad. There were two scenes which implied that he um, had relation. A one night stand with two different women so it like i say it brought no value to it and it kind of like to me it kind of like you know what what do we you know what value does this bring to it so you know whatever but as far as hollywood is concerned it's pretty it's pretty good there's no cursing in it there's one or two little swear words but it's not so it's something that that, that anybody could really watch and uh <clears throat> the thing is that it shows, and what it really is, is his, his his determination to get this Indian motorcycle from New Zealand uh, across the ocean and then go on, run on the salt flats and see how fast it goes and to try to set a record and all the obstacles and pitfalls that happen along the way. So it really is a, uh, a, a wonderful, wonderful flick to watch and is very inspiring. But, you know, when I looked at the movie the other day with charlotte we watched it together it was nice and uh i said you know this yes you could applaud his dogged determination to 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 uh and i did applaud it i mean when he went um when he went over 200 miles an hour i was clapping right so i'm not going to say that i wasn't all right but then you know when when it all said and done is that you look at the movie and you look at burt monroe's life and uh you say, all right, fine. He had this determination. He had this dog in this. But what did he do of any consequence with the time, talents, and treasures that the good Lord has had given him? Now, you may say to yourself, if you watch the movie, if you watch it, so the guy lived, lived like in a shack. He didn't have any, 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 any treasures. Well, I'm going to discuss that and hopefully, then hopefully briefly. And and, and subsequently, at the end of the movie, it said whatever, I don't want to know what the actual term is when they put up the, the verbiage, the typing, you know, tell you what happened to him afterwards, is that he ended up going back to Bonneville, I think, seven or eight more times. And that's an important element in my witness today, all right, my, my testimony is that, all right, so I could understand and I fully respect, because I'm not a hot rod farmer, right? I mean, what hot rod farmers want to make horsepower and go fast, right? So, so that's fine. But I think the important element here, as I get into this, is that he went back, we'll say seven more times, let's say eight times he came from New Zealand to the United States to race on Bonneville and to up his records, uh, or hopefully up his records. I don't know if he ever did or didn't. It didn't make that clear. But the first time I give him credit for the, the dogged determination to do that, all right? But times two through, let's say, eight, all right? At what particular point, what were you chasing at that particular point? So what were you chasing? A, a better record to, instead of 201 miles an hour, 202, 203, 204, 205? And the thing basically is, is that, and keep in mind that this is coming from a drag racer, right? And the drag racer is always pushing the envelope, a tractor, poor guy's pushing the envelope and what have you. But really in the scheme of life, and he, he had a heart condition, he was older in life, older already. He wasn't in good health. And yes, he did accomplish this and that was wonderful. But his determination in my estimation as a Christian, and you could disagree with me, was misguided. The first time, I don't think it was, is that it was one of his dreams for 25 years to go to Bonneville, and we all should have dreams. The scriptures tell us that we should have dreams, but does that dream become the focus of your life? Does that dream become your God? Does that dream just oh, just bulldoze over everything in your life? And I think if it does, it's sad. So let's get back now to time, talents, and treasures. Everyone that's living has those three gifted to them by the Lord. We have time, we have talents, and we have treasures. Now, granted, 
they are to they are to varying degrees to everyone someone may only live to 25 years old another person may live to 90 years old someone may be blessed with good health they may be another person may not be blessed with good health so we we all have a certain level of time in our life right now we all have talents now what is you know what one person's talent is not another person's talent and then that is wonderful because we all can't be the same so the good lord has blessed us with time to different degrees has blessed us with talents to different levels to different and to different extremes and so if you have a person and i happen to just i don't not that i follow like what i I just know that one of the greatest, or they claim, the aficionados claim that a gentleman called Horowitz was one of the greatest violinists in the world, or Mario Lanza was a wonderful singer, or what have you. Well, you know, uh, you may be a very good violin player, you may be a very good drag racer, you may be a very good good whatever you are all right farmer all right but you may not be you may not be a high yield farmer you may never win a high yield contest but you may be a wonderful farmer so your talents are to a certain level but let's look at bird monroe is that that did horowitz become such a such a wonderful a violin player did bird monroe have the world's fastest indian all right uh was 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 that strictly him well it wasn't him alone and that's one of the things that that bothers me in life with people is that the good lord gives you that talent and just like you like a high yield farmer takes the talent or the uh, the or the um the yield that is in the seed the potential of that seed and massages and brings it out all right so so these so mr horowitz the violinist and bert monroe took that talent that the lord gave him and then he he went and he um he, he pulled it all out for lack of better terms all right i something you know it's funny because when i put this microphone in front of me sometimes i uh, just uh don't know what i'm uh, just stumble for words and maybe that's natural maybe it's just a fault that i have so we have time we have talent and then we have treasures and now you know so many times in life people think of a treasure as something financial or something material and may very well be but we all have a certain level of treasures even the person that that the world looks at that doesn't have much in the way of materialism or status or what have you the lord has still blessed them with a certain amount of treasures and some treasures are, are well the main treasures are given to us as a gift by god whether you believe in the lord or not you still have time talents and treasures you still have, you still breathe air you still have everything that the person who gave their life to christ has but you are missing a lot all right but as far as yes you're breathing your heart is pumping and you have time talents and treasures and the thing is that but the good lord gives us all treasures and then what we basically do is like the story of the talon all right not the talents the talents in the bible whereas the three men were given the talents and one man took the talent and took the five talents and made it into ten the other guy took five uh, 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 i think it was five made it into ten excuse me and then the other person just just uh well tripled one person tripled we'll say one person doubled it and one person did nothing with it they buried it in the ground all right so um i apologize for not knowing the actual number count i normally do but it's the story of the talents because back in biblical times the talent was not a not a talent like on an eagle it was money like we'd say dollars or so so basically in essence and to make it to make it uh, more relative to you so the first person everybody got five thousand dollars the first person took the five thousand dollars and invested it and turned it into fifteen thousand dollars we got ten thousand dollars more the second person took the five thousand dollars and turned it into ten thousand and the third person took the five thousand dollars and buried it in the ground that did nothing with it and then and then blamed the the rich man in this particular case it's supposed to be a metaphor for the lord and said well i know that you're this i know that you're that so i was afraid to lose it right so anyway and then what had happened was that the way the story goes in the scriptures is that the good lord took that away from him and he gave it to the people who did the did something with what was given to him so that's really your treasures 
we have, we all have treasures. Now, whether your treasure basically is financial, all right, we all have some level of financial treasure by God's grace, especially with the blessing of living in America or Canada, but I have to respectfully say specifically America, all right, but we have other treasures. We have the knowledge that the good Lord has blessed us with, and then we took and we, we, we let it multiply. We let it grow. Somebody, so you have certain knowledge, and the good Lord gives you opportunities. You can't be, be a sluggard and say, well, I had this wonderful skill, and I did nothing with it. I didn't try to learn. I didn't try to make You buried your talent in the ground, right? You're a good, you're, good, you're mechanically inclined, but you did nothing with it. You're, you're a, a, a good, a, have the potential to teach, but you did nothing with it, whatever it may be, all right? And then we we have we have that, so we all have treasures, and we also have treasures of the heart. And the treasures of the heart are so much more valuable than the treasures that that we have that are financial or skill sets. The thing basically is is that the treasures of the heart are a gift that the good Lord, in my estimation, through my vantage point, is what he gives for us alone. So your love for your family, your love for your spouse, your love for animals, your love for your love for your nation, your love for your farm. All right. So we have a certain love. We have certain treasures that are meant only for us. That we really we could we could partially share them with someone, but we really can't share them with someone. But we do have other treasures that are given to us. All right. That we can share and use to to make the world a better place and to glorify God with them. So basically, in essence, is that if you had this, um, I'm going back then, and not a knock on Bert Monroe, there was a next-door neighbor boy, I think his name was Tommy or Timmy or something, I don't remember, it was, it's moot, but uh, he used to come and live next door and hang out with with Bert, and, uh, and, you know, I don't even know if he really helped him. The kid really idolized him, which was which was beautiful, and, he, and the, the, the boy loved him. Uh, Bert was the polar opposite of his father, even though his father was much younger than Bert. But through the movie, and I don't, and all I know is what the movie said is that he never, Bert never really took the time to teach Tommy anything. He used him as a companion. He didn't take him take the time to teach him or show him and say, well, or the way the movie represented it. Excuse me. And then John, well, here's how you set a gap, you know, gap some rings, or here's how you do this, or here's how an engine runs, or here's a... So he really didn't teach him about anything. There was one part of the movie where he was shaving the tire. He had the kid go next door and borrow his tastes. Well, I'm going to say steal. Well, take it without permission, not really stealing his mother's knife to cut the tread off the tire because of centrifugal force. But the thing basically is, and maybe that was just the script writers. Maybe Mr. Monroe was completely different with the next door neighbor kid, or maybe it was just poetic license with the with the um, with the script writer all right maybe there was never a next door neighbor kid who knows but we'll take it for face value but it gets back to time talents and treasures right so so mr monroe treasured his knowledge all right and he and he uh, of of engines of motorcycles of wine to go fast and he could have from I'm repeating it again from the way the movie represented it, is that he could have used that and said to Tommy, I'm going to sit, sit the little young boy down and to his level, right, to both of theirs level, and say, okay, this is what centrifugal force is. See, this is, this is what's going to happen. When something spins, the mass wants to pull it away from its center of axis of rotation or what have you. And then what you would basically be doing is that you would be sharing your treasures and your talents in the way the good Lord wants us. But if you just have somebody make you a cup of tea and pour it for you, well, that's a servant. You're not, you're not, you're not living a Christian life. And I'm not implying that Mr. Monroe was or wasn't. I have no idea. I don't want to get off on a tangent on that. So we all have time, talents, and treasures. And the thing basically is what I what my what I'm as my witness to you as my testimony to you as a follower of Jesus Christ our savior is that I don't, I don't want any hands going up don't raise your hands I'm not, obviously I can't see them but what are you doing with your time talents and treasures that the good lord has given you all right and i'm a drag racer i mean so i'm not saying that you 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 go and sell your drag race car i'm not saying you you do i'm not saying anything whatsoever 
that has to be between you and the Lord. And are you using something that 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 has been gifted to you by God? Because even if you say, "Well, I that well, hot rod, I work for that, and I have that, and, and blah blah blah, and I earned, I, I I worked hard for that." Yes, I'm not going to deny that. But as I've said before in this show, is that God has given you that opportunity, He's given you that knowledge, He's given you that health. Right? We think we make our own opportunities. And probably to a certain extent, we do make our own opportunities, but the Bible speaks very clearly that anything that is good is a gift to us from God. Right, so if the good Lord, so he, so if the good the good Lord puts water there for the horse to drink, right? So the horse didn't make the water. You drill a well. The good Lord gave you the opportunity, the ability, the time, talents, and treasures. Well, maybe you have to pay somebody, but He gave you the time and the treasures, or the, the, to be able to afford to pay somebody to drill a well. But the well driller didn't make the water; he just pulled it out of the ground. And I really think that that is the essence of life: is trying to find a balance of using those time, talents, and treasures, and what do you look for in your life? I know very, I, without reservation, and with, 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 no, with nothing whatsoever, is that my whole, my whole goal in life, this doesn't have to be your whole goal in life, is that on the day of accountability before the Lord, that I hear from him when that day comes, well done, good and faithful servant, that I don't want, and that's why I hate waste. I hate waste of time. I hate wasting your time, which sometimes I feel that I am with the show because I go on too long. I hate waste. It has nothing to do with not having the money to, 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 to buy something or say, well, I don't care about that. I'm throwing away. It cost me $5. All right. And I'm not saying I never did that. I'm not perfect. All right. I'm just giving you a witness here, a testimony. Is that, but I intrinsically hate waste because I feel that you're not honoring what the good Lord has blessed you with, with time, talents, and treasures. So how can you use your time that the good Lord has blessed you with, your talents that the good Lord blessed you with, and the treasures that the good Lord has blessed you with to bring glory and honor to his name and to make make someone else's life better? And you know, and also from my from my point of view, all right, this is this is the world according to Ray once more, the hot rod farmer. You know what you're up against here, is that not only to make people's lives better, but to make God's creation better. I mean, you look at the farmer who goes out into the. I'm mean, just like this past week with the terrible blizzards all over, minus 40 degrees uh, F weather, and just terrible weather conditions. The rancher that goes out and gets on that tractor and goes out and, 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 and fights that storm to get to his cows, to get to his livestock. So now... You know, where is his heart? I don't know his heart. All right, is his heart because he's he's got a financial interest in it? Well, you know, I'm not going to say that that that, that nobody nobody's doing that because of that, but I really think that a, that almost anyone that does that looks the financial interest is nothing. All right, that you are going and honoring God's creation. So how you treat the animals that you interact with in your life, all right, that's your time, talent, and treasures. Well, maybe it's not the same as helping somebody to the hospital or educating someone or taking a kid under your wing. The family structure is so, so broken today, so broken. And even if the family is intact, lots of times it's almost on the verge of being dysfunctional. I say that respectfully. And uh, and it, and you know, in this movie, getting back to the world's fastest Indian, the way the script writer wrote it, and I'm a te- I'm a writer by trade, or a technical writer by trade, so I know that you could write to what you want into something. So, and sometimes it is poetic license where you take it and just you know let's make this you know more of a warm and fuzzy than it is, or or sometimes they they the warm and fuzzy is even more than it is. And they say, well, let's 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 harden this guy up. It's he's too soft. All right. But it appears that the little boy that lived next door to Bert Monroe 
was really starved for the type of attention that Bert gave him, that his father didn't give him. It portrayed his father. And, it, it, and you have to look at the subliminal. And that's really what you have to look at in life is the subliminal, is that you know, they showed his father was going to, well, putting a tie on, going to work, and it seems like he never really had time for his son. So in that particular, in that particular respect, Bert Monroe was actually blessing and, and honoring God by giving Tommy some, I think his name was Tommy, time, talents, and the treasures. But it goes beyond, it goes beyond so many times in this world, we have a material focus. And, and I'm not saying that's wrong whatsoever. All right, that, that, that's, I mean, that's what makes the world go round. Money is not evil. Success is not evil. Wealth is not evil. But then it comes back to time, talents, and treasures. So you were blessed with this opportunity. You worked hard. Not going to die. You went to school. Maybe you became a doctor. You became a veterinarian. You became whatever. A successful business, successful farmer. Maybe there's oil on your property. I don't know what it is. As many people as there are, there are different stories of life. But, you know, then again, what do you do with that time, talent, and treasures the good Lord gave you? Do you buy a bigger boat? Well, I'm not saying that that's evil or you're going to burn in hell because you bought a bigger boat or you built, you bought a bigger race car trailer or you built built this or you built, built a bigger house. But at one particular point, I'm asking you, all right, based upon my thought process because this is a testimony it's like, and again like i said in the beginning it's like going to a, a seminar and a person saying well i did this on my crop and this is the result i got the result was good or the result was bad all right so i go to a lot of agronomy classes because i'm not an agronomist so and i try to apply it and i apply it the best that i can to my farm and to my crop which if you're new to the show is sweet corn so I think if you look, or I believe if you look introspectively and you say, you know, do I really need a bigger house? Well, maybe you need a bigger house because you have a bigger family or, or and somebody's coming to live with you. That's fine. That's understandable. That's, that's, that's not excessed. That's all right. All right. I need I need two more bedrooms because my my uh, my in laws are coming to live with me. Whatever because whatever it may be. So I'm not saying that. But at one particular point, if you look introspectively, the happiest people in the world are the ones that use their time, talents, and treasures. Maybe even unbeknownst to them, because they have not given their heart to Jesus Christ, our Savior. All right. And but they look to do things for other people. They look to do. They look to do good. All right. Uh, they look to go support an animal shelter. They go to. They see an animal on the side of the road. They help it. I, and I'm not going to go through case by case study, and I'm not going to do this. But I think that you. I I know that my audience is intelligent enough to to grasp what I'm trying to say, and I believe with my heart and my soul that you really that the happiest people in the world regardless and you know if you use a metric if you use a measuring stick of what the world uses to, for happiness for success all right then i'll tell you one thing i am an abysmal failure by the metric of the world an abysmal failure but if you look at what what the lord tells us in the scriptures what to be a good to be a good steward of the time talents and treasures that that he has given us i'm not going to say that that uh, that i'm wonderful but i am not an, that i'm not an abysmal failure i need to be better i need to get better with it and i need to use it more i need to 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 ask him to guide me and show me what he wants to do so as we enter 2023 as i said in the beginning of this episode this is not for everyone but and this is just a witness it's just a testimony of how god worked in my life the good lord gave me the radio show the good lord gave me the podcast am i making millions of dollars off of it i'm not making millions of dollars off of it all right all right so the thing basically is is that i don't want to use the metric of financial um, am i going to live under a bridge tomorrow no i am not thank god because god is providing all my needs but but when I, you know, even when I doubt what I'm doing with this show and say, does anybody care? Is anybody listening? By God's grace, I get an email or I get a contact from someone, and and it 
it speaks to my heart. It's not not uh, not accolades for me. It's not whatsoever. It's a it's a confirmation. It's an affirmation of that I am using the blessing of the of the time, talents, and treasures at this particular point in my life. That in the way that I I could glean that that I uh, that I could discern is probably a better word than clean that the good Lord wants me to do so as we get ready to close 2022 was a challenging year for many people I'm sure it was a wonderful year in many respects for others all right maybe they had their first child maybe they got married maybe whatever they had some sort of a some sort of monumental thing in their life that that they're going to remember forever I know personally in my life that 2022 has been a very, very, very challenging year uh, emotionally, uh, just in many, many different ways where I will not burden, burden you with it. But when I do look back at this year, that these challenges that we've, that I particularly face, and this is not about me, but I can't talk about somebody else, but all right, I can't talk about the guy down the road. You may say, oh my God, that poor person, this happened to them, and you could, and you, and you, and you say in passing, and we all do, oh my Lord, it's the, 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 the trials of Job from the Bible. But I know in my particular life that 2022 has been very challenging uh but it it built my faith and trust in the lord because my favorite i should say a bible verse that says hot rod farmer on it if you look if you look in the scriptures it has the little red it says hot rod farmer on it is that proverbs 3 verse 5 and 6 trust in the lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all thy ways acknowledge him and he will guide your path and and that verse came to my heart back in 1987 was shown to me when uh i gave my heart to the lord and became born again and uh and just uh this made the the conscious decision that i wanted to walk with god and serve him any way i possibly can and did i make mistakes (laughs) a zillion of them did i do things wrong did i have a selfish uh uh, a, a selfish part of me that that wanted to do what I want to do, not what God wanted me to do. Of course, God will let you go down that path. And I even pray today. I said, if, if you anybody reads the story or a, a condensed version of the story of Jonah, all right, uh, that that so many times in life, uh, God wanted. If you're not familiar with the story, just real quickly, the Lord wanted Jonah to go to Nineveh and to preach to the people in Nineveh and tell them if they do not repent, they're going to be destroyed. Jonah, and this is the, the scripture verse the, according to Ray. I mean, so it's it's right, but I may have a little elements. The, the foundationally, the fundamentally, it's it's correct. And Jonah, for some reason, hated the, the people in Nineveh. And he didn't want, he wanted God to destroy him. He didn't want God to save him. He didn't want, I, he said, I'm a, to himself, I'm not going to be part of this. I hate those people, right? I don't want them destroyed. I want them off the face of the earth. If you want me to go over there and save those guys, I'll, I'll be more than happy to do that, Lord. But I want to save that. I want to save them. So the Lord instructed him to go to Nineveh and to preach, to, to preach that they need to repent for their sins or they will be destroyed that God will destroy them. Well, what Jonah decides to do is take the, I'm not doing that, right? And how many times we do that in our life? I do that in my life, done that a zillion times, all right? And sadly, uh, and so he decides, instead of getting in a boat to go to Nineveh, he decides to go to Tarshish, all right, with another city. So, and that's when the storm hit the boat, and or the boat encountered the storm, and the and the people on the boat realized that Jonah was the reason for the storm, and they threw him overboard, and he was swallowed up by the scriptures say big fish. We say in a later version of the Bible a whale, and he spent three days in the belly of the whale, and then and then he came to his senses and recognized that he needs to listen to the Lord and serve the Lord, and the whales spit him out onto the shore. Now, whether you want to believe that story or not, that's a hundred percent up to you. I'm not going to judge you. I believe it a hundred ten percent. All right, because it's in the scriptures, and if the scriptures say it, I believe it. All right, that is the, the without error, the word of God. 
And so did somebody change some of the words? Did they change whale to fish the whale? I mean, that's moot at that particular point. All right, but this story, this story is real, just like Christ was born of a virgin, all right? So and her name was Mary. So that's, that's, that's fact. I'm Ray. I'm the hot rod farmer. I live on Cat Swamp Road. I mean, that's fact. So, so many times in life, I wanted to go to, I wanted to go to Tarshish instead of Minerva. And I'm asking you to, two things before I close. Well, probably more than two things. I'm spared that I assign a number to stuff and go off, off on that. But anyway, number one, I ask for you to, I ask for you to please, uh, search your heart search your soul and recognize how to use your time talents and treasures to not only enrich yourself but more importantly to please the lord and to do his will and he will bless you with that so you know so many times you know the bible says cast your bread upon the water all right it'll, it'll come back to you people think because they it may not be financial all right, it may be financial, maybe financial and something else. It may be wonderful health. Just trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean that on your own understanding. And the thing is that, and if you do not have a faith and walk with the Lord, Jesus Christ, our Savior, I ask you as, um, as, my, as my witness here to come before the Lord repent for your sins and you know i misunderstood that i thought i had to you know to sit there and lay in bed at night and oh man in 1976 i did this and in 1982 i flipped somebody to bird and i used a bed now that's not what god is talking about he's not talking about that you just open up this diction and just spend the, the rest of your days trying to remember everything that and you say oh was that a sin lord or i did this or i did that or, oh, oh, oh so that's a, what 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 when and i think so many times in the christian community and that's why a lot of people get turned off to it don't con, don't 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 associate religion or religiosity with with following christ all right, it has nothing to do with it whatsoever. There's Christ, there's Ford, there's Chevy, there's Christ, uh, there's following Christ, and then there's and there's religiosity, there's religion. All right, and if you say you're a devout Catholic, you're a devout Protestant, whatever, I have no issue with that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not denigrating that whatsoever. But the whole thing is, you need to follow Christ, and uh, and all Christ wants you to do. All the Heavenly Father wants you to do is accept His Son and recognize that His Son, all right, is the Savior, that the Son is the Lord, all right, and that you need to repent for your sins. That's, as I said, that's repenting, that's a blanket repentance, that you lived your life independently of the Lord. You did things that were not correct. It doesn't mean that you were axe murderers, as I said in the beginning, you did things that were not correct. You did business dealings that were not correct. You did, yeah, you, you, you did all these things. You don't need to name them. You just have to come to the Lord and say, say that you, that you, Father, that you recognize that you're a sinner, you want to be forgiven of your sins. You want to bring Christ into your heart. And when you want to have the gift of eternal life. All right. Because that's what it's all about. Whether you choose to, you know, if you got to this point and not in this podcast, I warned you from the beginning. All right. Is that there's heaven and hell. There's no place in between. All right. It's not Baskin and Robbins with three flavors of ice cream, vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry. There's two places. And you are going to go someplace when you pass away. All right, you're either going to go to be with the Lord forever or you're going to go into the lake of fire. And, you know, I'm not a feel-good Christian. All right, I'm not, and, uh, I'm not any of that. All right, but you have to make that decision. And, you know, and no one, no God does not send anybody to hell. People send themselves to hell, to the lake of fire, because they choose to not accept Christ as their Savior and, and choose to accept that they are sinners, all right, that they are sinners, and um, and they are full of pride, and they want to do it their way. All right, like the uh, Frank Sinatra song, I did it my way. There's only one way; it's the Lord's way, and He will bring you to your knees in this world, in this life. He will bring you to your knees for you to recognize that if you're stubborn. And sadly, some people are stubborn, and they refuse to recognize it. All right, and then they pay the consequences for eternity. So I know some of you have probably clicked off by now, 
All right, some of you will probably change your mind about listening to my podcast anymore. Say this guy's a, a Bible thumper, all right, and uh, and what have you. I'm not a Bible thumper. If you want to think that of me, that's fine. But I needed to use my time, talents, and treasures. And in this particular instance, it's the microphone and the airwaves or internet waves, whatever this is, to come to you and to and to let you be exposed to the word of God in this particular format, in this particular way. And as a Christian, I do what the Lord commands me to do, and I leave the consequences to him. All right, so if 99% of you or 100% of you bail from listening to me because of this, that's 100% fine, because I will hear, because I know that I did what the Lord put on my heart, and that's why this show got changed from doing it the, uh, on New Year's Day to this and to doing it as an idle chatter podcast. So, and I will leave the consequences to him because I know that he will provide for me. Will he provide for me? Will this cause you? Know, will it cause me to lose my audience? Maybe. But to tell you the truth, and when I say I don't care, I don't. What I mean by I don't care is that I did what the Lord wanted me to do and placed on my heart today. So, and then he will provide in some other way, whether it's driving a dump truck, that's fine. Hey, I like you. I always want to drive a milk tanker. I do, I, I do not care. My mission, I, my mission is to be able to, to, te- is to spread the gospel, to expose my audience to the gospel while I teach them about everything else that I, that the Lord has blessed me with as far as machinery is concerned and let the cards fall where they may. So I want to thank you so much for listening to this. I want to thank you so much for your, for your, uh, for your, uh, I don't even know what the word is. I'm going to say loyalty. That's a, I thank you so much for throughout the year for, 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 for tuning in and spending some time with me. And I, and I want you to know that, um, Next week will be a regular idle chatter if you still care to listen. And if you don't care to listen, I pray that these words will work on your heart. And who knows, maybe two years from now, three years from now, that, that, that it will change you and give your heart to the Lord. But the thing basically remember is that the scriptures say, and if you're not familiar with the scriptures, it's just like it says that the good Lord, God closed the door on Noah's ark, is that we need to be able to, if you don't have a relationship with Christ, you need to do it while you still have breath. So that's the scriptures make that very clear. So listen, I want to thank you so much. Thank you for being a member of my audience. And I want you to know that the hot rod farmer is pulling for you, the American farmer and rancher, my beloved, beloved America. Have a blessed day and catch you next week. And um, God willing, we'll continue on. Take care. Bye-bye.